What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, August 17th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What a Day, where we just got a great deal on a block of rooms at the stunning White Lotus Spa and Resort. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to relax. I don't even care that we got the discount because someone died there. The death discount. On today's show, a story that proves that cats can be heroes. Plus, drought conditions in America's West are drying up the country's biggest reservoir. But first, the latest updates on Afghanistan after Taliban fighters took control over the country this past weekend. Afghans are a proud people with a rich cultural heritage. They have known generations of war and hardship. They deserve our full support. The following days will be pivotal. The world is watching. We cannot and must not abandon the people of Afghanistan. That was UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres during an emergency meeting of the Security Council yesterday. He also urged all countries to open their doors to Afghan refugees who have been trying to flee the country and to refrain from any deportations. And Gideon, there's been some harrowing imagery from the ground in Afghanistan. Yeah, harrowing is right for sure. And once again, you know, there are frequent updates and changes, but we're filling you in on what is known as a record time on Monday night. So first, to your point, Josie, there was that widely shared and gruesome video at the Kabul airport. The video depicted hundreds of people running next to a U.S. military aircraft as it was trying to leave. Some ended up literally clinging to it, and local reports say that at least one person allegedly fell to their death from the aircraft. The AP says that at least seven people died during the desperate scene at the airport. And it kind of felt like it was typifying the bleakness of the situation for some Afghan citizens and the unseemly disregard for their lives. Yeah, it was absolutely devastating. You can't even imagine what situation you'd have to be in to hold the end of an airplane wing because you thought that was your best chance at getting out. Yeah, absolutely. Also, civilian air travel was temporarily halted during the day. Plus, there were reports of helicopters flying low to essentially clear the area for military planes as just tons and tons of people were reportedly left with no opportunity to get out. Yeah. So besides that UN statement, what has been the response so far to helping Afghans? Josie, this might not completely surprise you, but globally speaking, it has not been that great. Um, First, French President Emmanuel Macron said yesterday that basically the EU should actually work to step a major flow of asylum seekers onto the continent. He said, quote, Europe alone cannot assume the consequences of the current situation. A group of Mediterranean countries are also reportedly looking to discuss the situation with the EU tomorrow. Then there's Canada. Last week, the country promised to resettle more than 20,000 Afghan citizens that it considered at risk under Taliban control. That includes women and human rights workers. So what about the United States? I'm almost too nervous to ask, but what has uh, the United States response been? Well, uh, so the Biden administration has said that it has already moved 2,000 Afghans eligible for special immigration visas along with their families to the U.S., and it intends to do quite a bit more over the coming days. So 
2000, which is just a tenth of what Canada has promised. Yeah, for now, at least. Um, And, you know, to that effect, some Afghans in the U.S. who were former interpreters or held similar other occupations were really desperately trying to help their families get out on their own. There's been some good reporting on this, including from a Wall Street Journal article that we can link to. But Josie, this also is not a new thing at all. There has been a sizable visa backlog of tens of thousands of Afghans who have been wanting to get out for some time. Here's Representative Barbara Lee talking to MSNBC on Sunday about how to help those refugees. Lee is, by the way, as most people know, the only member of Congress who voted against the resolution that launched the war in Afghanistan. We have to focus on women and children, the safety and security of everyone at this moment. And I think it's a very dire situation. This has got to be, and it is, an all-hands-on-deck operation, a whole government operation. And this is uh, an example, though, that there is no military solution, unfortunately, in Afghanistan. So that brings us to what President Biden actually said about the whole situation yesterday from the White House. First, he defended the United States withdrawal. Let's listen. I stand squarely behind my decision. After 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw U.S. forces. That's why we're still there. We were clear-eyed about the risks. We planned for every contingency, but I always promise the American people that I will be straight with you. The truth is, this did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. Mm. I'll say. Yeah. Uh, Biden also said he was faced with a basic choice. Stick with an agreement struck by the Trump administration to withdraw troops or basically face a quote-unquote third decade of war. He also said that he'd rather be criticized for what he's doing and how he's doing it than pass the war off to the next president. And as he defended the choice... Biden said that the blame should fall on Afghanistan's military and political leaders. But if Afghanistan is unable to mount any real resistance to the Taliban now, there is no chance one more year, five more years, or 20 more years, the U.S. military boots in the ground would have made any difference. That seems like an especially almost cruel thing to say in light of what we're seeing in Afghanistan right now to make it sound as if it's only the weakness of the Afghan people that has led to this moment when we all know that that's actually not the case. Right. And on the issue of the dire need to assist people, Biden said the administration is also going to expand refugee access, including for Afghans who worked at the embassy, U.S. news agencies, or those who are otherwise at risk. But he did also draw a lot of flack from immigration advocates for when he said that some Afghans did not actually want to leave the country sooner. Right. I mean, as we know, this is an extremely urgent situation, right? Every minute counts. And so people are trying to leave the country immediately and need facilitation in order for that to happen. And so in recent days, Human Rights Watch among other organizations, has urged countries to assist in the process of evacuation and providing visas to civilians in need. And there's a specific concern for marginalized groups, uh, including women in the country. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to have a link in our show notes to organizations that are assisting on the ground so that you can learn more and have the opportunity to help. There is just so, so much to this story that we will be following and returning to with additional voices and experts in the days to come. But that's going to be the latest on Afghanistan for now. So, Josie, let's shift to the tragedy out of Haiti, where you've been looking at the recovery effort. Yeah, so devastation in Haiti continues as Tropical Depression Grace drenched the country yesterday. So some parts of Haiti expected as much as 15 inches of rain. Wow. And the storm came just two days after a 7.2 magnitude earthquake rocked the country on Saturday, leaving at least 1,400 dead, a number that is expected to grow significantly in the coming days. 
That earthquake was even bigger than the one that hit in 2010, killing over 300,000 people. It's unbelievable. And so what kind of resources or lack of resources is making an even bigger challenge for Haiti right now? So the country is facing a serious lack of medical infrastructure and personnel. So hospitals are overtaxed on supplies and space in certain parts of the country. And there's a severe, severe shortage of available doctors. Mm. And while Prime Minister Ariel Henry promised a, quote, tenfold increase in rescue and aid efforts, he has reportedly been frustrated that international help has been slow to deploy. Ultimately, the country is in need of the most basic supplies right now. Uh, Some of the most urgent calls were for tents, especially in light of the storm. Mm. And of course, both the storm and the earthquake came at a point of major political turmoil in the country after the assassination of President Jovenel Moise just weeks ago. Where that stands right now is that over a dozen people were arrested as suspects in the death of the president, including at least two U.S. citizens, both with ties to U.S. law enforcement. Yeah, it's so much to take in. So we know that Haiti faces a number of particular challenges in recovering from natural disasters, but Haiti is also the poorest country in the region and one of the poorest in the world, which makes it essentially impossible to build the kind of expensive infrastructure that is required in an area that is so prone to those disasters. Right, exactly. But there's another significant obstacle, perhaps even a more significant obstacle that Haiti faces, which is international intervention, which has very often hurt the country more than it's helped. Mm. After the 2010 earthquake, for example, people from all over the world donated money to help Haiti, often to foreign organizations like the Red Cross, for example. But many of these recovery efforts were not led by Haitians and, in fact, were driven by inexperienced foreign workers who may have been well-intentioned but lacked the knowledge and oversight necessary. And this left Haitians and their institutions at the mercy of people and organizations who did not really understand the country's social and political history or context. So the results were predictably disastrous. A 2015 ProPublica report found that the Red Cross raised half a billion dollars and built, wait for it, six houses. Six. <laughs> oh six my, houses. That is absolutely insane. I guess they're all worth an insane yeah. amount of money then? I don't know. Yeah, they all they all hold a million people each house. <laughs> uh, foreign aid workers have also caused thousands of unnecessary deaths too. So after that 2010 earthquake, a cholera epidemic broke out in Haiti for the first time ever actually. And it was due to negligent waste management by UN peacekeepers. And in the end, 10,000 people died from that cholera epidemic. Oh, it is unbelievable. So what does that mean for people who've been seeing Haitians deal with one tragedy after another and want to actually help out in some way? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So keep in mind that Haitians have suffered at the hands of government corruption in their country as well, including the regime of the recently assassinated president. And it is a country whose people have been historically exploited. Um, right. It was founded when slaves rebelled against their French owners. But for 200 years, colonial powers have driven the formerly wealthy country into debt and poverty, which has led to the poverty that still exists there today. So in 1825, Haiti was actually forced to compensate France $20 billion in today's dollars for their so-called loss of slaves and property. (laughs) Basically, former slaves had to pay the country of their former slave owners reparations. And so as Haiti once again attempts to rebuild, many are calling for regeneration to lie in the hands of the people, not in the hands of corrupt politicians and outside forces. So that means giving money to Haitian-led and operated organizations, and we'll have a link to some of those in our show notes. And in the meantime, we'll continue to watch as the country recovers from yet another devastating natural disaster. And that's the latest for now.
It's Tuesday, Watt Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we are talking about Cats, not the movie musical, which I swore I would never talk about again uh, for risk of being fired, but one furry feline who helped find and save their elderly owner just last weekend. So an 83-year-old UK woman was missing for over an hour when concerned neighbors called emergency services. Police searching the area realized her cat, Pirin, had been meowing loudly next to a deep ravine. Responders discovered that the woman had fallen nearly 70 feet and into a stream. Wow. And thanks to Piran, we're able to rescue her and get her to a hospital where she remains in stable condition. A meowsing. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, so, Josie, given Piran the cat's heroism, can we finally admit that cats are capable of the love and devotion that we so easily just credit to the dogs of the world? Look, I am a huge fan of Piran. I am still team dog. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the cat lovers out there. Oh. I'm still team dog. Okay. What about you? Listen, I'm an equal opportunist. I'm going to save you from any possible scorn <laughs> you might get from cat owners that are out there and ask a couple of questions about this particular situation. I feel like if you're 83 and you've been gone for an hour, that's a decent chunk of time, right? To be concerned. Like, it's interesting that the emergency service call only happens that late. Do you have any elderly neighbors and do you know where they are every minute? Whoa. Because your neighbors knowing that you're gone uh, after an hour. I was pretty impressed by that. Made me feel like I need to check in on my neighbors more. I was going to say, yeah, I've been called out and I understand <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh, same. Been... Same. It's not just you. Yeah. Piran has made us both realize that um, we need to check on where our elderly neighbors are. It's like those um, billboards that used to exist for like old yeah. ads that were like, it's 9 p.m. Like, do you know where your kids are or something? Right. But do you know where your neighbors are? Right. Your 83-year-old neighbors. I have to say, Piran's pretty impressive, but so is this woman who fell 70 feet at age 83 and is in stable condition. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, and through our compliments for both Piran and her, the audience has completely forgotten that you besmirched all cats that exist in <laughs> and you the reminded entire them. world. You reminded them. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. I'm I allergic. Just it's well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, not personal. That's the excuse. Revisionist history, um, it's totally fine. <laughs> Just like that, we have checked our temps. Check on your elderly neighbors and get a cat that can you know, save your life, and we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? 
This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. In yet another climate change-induced record, the federal government has declared a water shortage on the Colorado River for the first time ever. And this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. The country's largest reservoir, Lake Mead, which also flows into the Colorado River, is now at its lowest level since the Hoover Dam was built to fill it in the 1930s. Water levels at the lake have been rapidly declining in recent years due to historic droughts in the area and mandatory water supply cuts are scheduled to take place starting next January. Lake Mead provides water to 25 million people in Arizona, New Mexico, Southern California, and Nevada, but the cuts will mainly affect farmers in Arizona. 25 million people. Yeah, that's bleak. Oklahoma is asking the Supreme Court to overrule its decision from last year, which established that a majority of eastern Oklahoma was actually tribal land. State Attorney General John O'Connor argued in a petition that the ruling made Oklahoma's criminal justice system a bit more complicated by leading state prisoners to challenge their convictions in federal and tribal courts. The state's bold request also conveniently banks on the fact that late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was replaced by conservative Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who might favor the state more in its ruling. Tribal authorities are rightfully skeptical of this move, arguing that it reflects the state's history of undermining the sovereignty of Oklahoma tribes. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has opened a formal investigation into Tesla's autopilot driver assistance technology. Say that five times fast. (laughs) After some of the self-driving vehicles developed a pesky habit of crashing into parked emergency vehicles. Oh my God. (laughs) Apparently, since 2018, there have been 11 crashes in which Teslas using the feature have careened into vehicles that used flashing lights, flares, illuminated arrow boards, or hazard cones, with most of these incidents occurring at night. These specific incidents have caused 17 injuries and one death. And while Tesla and other autopilot manufacturers warn drivers that they should always be prepared to intervene while driving, the technology has been frequently misused by Tesla drivers, with reports of drivers sitting in the back seat at high speeds and using autopilot to drive drunk. (laughs) Awesome job, guys. The Safety Administration's investigation will cover 765,000 vehicles, which is more or less every car that Tesla has sold in the U.S. since the beginning of its 2014 model year. And while for now we don't know what regulations may come from this investigation, we can all bet that Elon Musk is going to be super chill about it, no matter what it is. Yeah. 
No question. And we won't hear about it either. We'll have no idea. We just no. have to assume. The paragon of restraint, that man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When it comes to online shopping, it's brutal out there. Okay. Thank oh, man. you, everyone, again. Fans of pop star Olivia Rodrigo have taken to TikTok to air their grievances after the merchandise that they ordered for Rodrigo's debut album, Sour, a few months ago, arrived looking well a little off. Baby tees and crop tops came as t-shirt dresses. Bucket hats intended for adult heads fit more comfortably on toddler heads. And bracelets and earrings meant to show the title of the album instead seemed to promote something called Suor, spelled S-U-O-R. The company behind the merch Ceremony of Roses has said they will grant refunds and exchanges for anyone disappointed with what they received. Who could possibly be disappointed? As for now, the language on Rodrigo's store has been changed to say that the product photos provided are merely for quote-unquote illustrative purposes and that customers can expect quote-unquote minor variants in what they receive. So basically, you can approach buying your Olivia Rodrigo merch with the same wariness you approach going on a date with that guy from Hinge who says that he's 5'11 and an empath. It is all... Just a little minor variance. <laughs> Anybody out there who has a hat that fits a toddler that wants someone to give it to you, I have a toddler that would love a sewer hat. Boom. There you go. <laughs> we have found a use for it. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go this week on America Dissected, host Dr. Abdul El-Sayed is joined by the one and only Dr. Anthony Fauci to hear his honest thoughts on going toe-to-toe with Rand Paul and why many are still hesitant to get the COVID vaccine. Subscribe to America Dissected on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, stream Suor on Spotify, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Tesla autopilot disaster stories like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you at, at the, the White, White Lotus. Lotus. At the can't show wait. who's ending, I do not know, and I will probably find out by the time this is out. I can't even make jokes about it because you're not caught up. There are plenty of non-spoiler jokes. Not the ones I want to tell. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers, and Kelly Satakun is our intern. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.